Hey guys, thanks for checking out our message this week. For more content like this, check out vineyardlive.us. If you're interested in getting to know more of who we are as a church, be sure to check out thevineyardchurch.us. Well, you know, I never want to start without acknowledging the reality that it's so uh, such a privilege to be able to worship together. And I think we have taken it for granted over the years, but I just want to simply say this morning, uh, it's an opportunity to worship together that we are given, and I don't want to take it for granted. I'm so grateful for, for that. And I'm grateful that you're here with us this morning as we worship together. And, uh, you know, this past week I was reading actually an article about dolphins, and um, it was a rather interesting article. It talked about the idea of they were having this trouble with dolphins getting stuck in nets in a very busy shipping area. And so they tried an experiment. They blindfolded the dolphins. I know, crazy idea, right? But they blindfolded them. I actually saw pictures of it, so they really did do it. Um, But they were having all this problem with them trying to navigate uh, through these, around these nets and things. So they thought they would try an experiment. So they blindfolded them. And then they took some sonar and they put noise in the water and they tried it with more noise and less noise to see what happens. And what they found was this, that when there was more noise in the water, the dolphins were having a hard time hearing and they were having a hard time navigating. So they were getting stuck in nets and they were having a hard time finding food and all of those kinds of things. But when they brought the noise back and they cut the noise back to almost nothing, literally they could get, navigate around nets, they could actually find food and all of those things. So what they found was this whole idea was there was so much noise in this area where the shipping lanes were that was creating confusion for the dolphins, and so they were getting stuck in nets, they were having a hard time eating, they were having a hard time navigating through life. I don't know if you have experienced any noise in the last few months, but maybe uh, you have, and maybe you're experiencing some noise even now. So I think it's easy for us to think, to see this reality of noise pollution, which is just simply that. It's just noise in our life that really doesn't mean much. And just like the dolphins, we kind of lose our way and we get stuck in different places we don't ever anticipate to. I think as believers, almost all of you would say, if I ask you to raise your hand, which I won't because I think all of you would probably agree, that we really want to hear God's voice. We want more clarity. We want to be able to him speak more clearly today than we did yesterday. But the reality is sometimes you don't feel that happen in your life. So maybe like me, sometimes you hear better, sometimes you don't hear as well, and sometimes you're just confused and you're having a hard time finding your way. And so you have a hard time navigating through life because simply the noise pollution that's hanging out around us uh, gives us fits. But Jesus actually talked about this in Mark chapter four, uh, verse nine, when he said, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Now, What Jesus wasn't talking about is the noise. He was talking about us hearing him speak. Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear, meaning you have ears to hear, like listen to what the Father is speaking over you. You know, hearing helps us in so many ways, just like the challenge with the dolphins had. Hearing actually helps us to keep us from danger, so it helps us to kind of move around things that are obstacles that need to be taken care of. It also helps to navigate us through life and guide us through the ongoing things that we're going to face it, that we're coming up to or up against. But the reality is that we have a real enemy who wants to destroy us, right? And the Bible says this about our enemy when he says, the devil goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he can destroy. And so the noise 
that we hear, I'm not saying it all is from the devil, but I am saying this, he is very intentionally noisy to mess with us, to keep us from hearing God's voice. He creates a lot of noise around us. You know, he tells us things like, you don't need to hear the Father's voice, you don't need to listen, you don't need to practice your ability to hear what the Father's speaking. He's like, just, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, he tells you things like, the Father's not really good, he's just, he's just, you just think he is. But hearing helps us to do a few things. It helps us to know who we are, first of all. Helps us to know we are his children. We just said this in the Kingdom Kids Declaration, right? If you were here when we started the Kingdom Kids Declaration, it says, I am his child filled with his presence. That's who we are. Beyond anything else, no matter all the things that are going around you, you are his child. If you, are, if you put your faith in him, you're his child filled with his presence. Start there, okay? That's kind of a good place to start. His presence means we have God perspective. His presence means we're sent to do, as we said, we are sent to do the impossible. So we're filled with his presence and we're sent to do the impossible. As we move forward, knowing who we are, a couple things I wanna recognize is that part of this process is us removing noise, is that it's us taking time to get my stuff out of the way, my own things, my own voices, my own things that I'm looking at, getting them out of the way. And then lastly, it means like loving and honoring one another. Like, so we know who we are, we hear his voice, we quiet ourselves so we can hear his voice, and then it compels us to go do something with what we're hearing. So how do we move forward? How do we move on to this thing of hearing God? Well, in the New Testament, there's at least 10 different places, 10 different references in 10 different books that talk about hearing. So hearing is important. Like, don't, you know, don't say, well, I don't know about this hearing God thing. God's a speaking God. We're people who hear. We believe that's true. We, first of all, recognize his voice. So kind of step one, very elementary at the very beginning is we hear his voice. We hear his call on our life to say, turn your life to me. And we respond. If you've never responded to that, this morning's your morning, and we'll give an opportunity at the end of service. Uh, if you've never responded to say yes, it doesn't matter, honestly, whether you came through the door of a church this morning or how long you've been in church, your relationship with Jesus is not just something that, does, that happens, it's something that you actually take a step into, and you say yes to him. So we, we come to him, and our response is to say yes, we follow him, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm fighting my voice a little bit. He walks ahead of us and he actually leads us. But what happens is noise pollution sets in and because of the noise that's around us, we get distracted, sidetracked. I left my phone laying there this morning because I don't want it buzzing in my pocket while I'm speaking, which is annoying uh, and distracting all at the same time. But I don't know how many of you have a phone, but I bet, I bet all of you have a phone close to you. Anybody have their phone on them maybe? Maybe in your pocket, maybe in your purse beside you, okay? Ever find that thing to be annoying? Ever find it to be a little noisy? You know, if, if you don't, um, you can just go somewhere else and you can hear it really quickly because it's, podcasts are going on, there's all kinds of things happening around us. But, you know, between Facebook, Twitter, um, all the cool things like TikTok, I don't know anything about, but apparently it's cool, um, those kind of things all the media that's out there, and then podcasts and all those things, you can find so much stuff and it gets so loud and so noisy 
And I, you know, I, I laugh because when I say that, I see people kind of bumping one another like, yeah, you need to shut your phone off because that's kind of how we live, right? That's kind of our lives. And kind of like the dolphins happen, the noise comes in and it starts causing distractions and we're not really sure where's the voice of the Father and where's he helping me to navigate. And then I hear people say things like, I just don't know if God really speaks. And so that's a challenge. It's a challenge for us to quiet ourselves. But I find it interesting. It's not just tied to social media or any of those kind of things because in the Bible, we see people who are in the Old Testament who didn't have a phone, at least I don't know that they did, um, and didn't have social media or TikTok or anything else with them. And they still had a problem with the noise of life. And I want to look at a guy named Elijah this, <clears throat> this morning very briefly. And God says to Elijah, go see the king. Go see King Ahab. King Ahab was trying to kill Elijah. So he responded to God's call and he went. That's the beginning of the story. There was a lot of Baal worship going on right then. So if you don't know the story, I'll tell it to you briefly. And then you can go read it if you want to um, later. But he won, a huge prof- he won a huge battle with the prophets of Baal. So the prophets of Baal prayed all day. Elijah prayed almost no time at all. God sent fire down, consumed everything, and that was a sign that it was the real God. Elijah got to participate in this because he was the prophet who was doing this with the prophets of Baal. There was 450 prophets of Baal. Elijah's the only guy. God comes, he powerfully delivers it. And yes, Elijah is excited. Like, just think about this, guys. Ever had these kind of triumphs in your life and you pray for somebody and you see something happen and you're like, this is amazing, and can I just live here? But here's what happened to Elijah, and I suspect in your life you might experience similar things. It was just a short time later that he got a letter from the king's wife, and she said, I want you dead tomorrow morning. Now, do you think there might have been a little noise in Elijah's life about that time? Like, you just went through this great thing. It happened. He was part of it. God worked powerfully through him. And suddenly, within a matter of not very much time at all, he gets a letter and he's, she wants him dead. Wow. Like turn of events, noise picked up, and he's thinking. And what Elijah does, the first time he did is he listened, he heard God speak, and he went to the king and he did all these things. Now, his, his life could have been in danger then too because the king learned him dead. But he responded and he did what he heard. This time what he did, the Bible says that he went and hid. So instead of responding, hearing the father's voice, he hid. That's what the Bible tells us. The story tells us that he did. And when he hid, God went looking for him. And here's what happened. So the Lord's going to speak to him, and here's what he said. What are you doing here, Elijah? Now, interesting that he heard God's voice initially, and he responded. This time, God came, had to hunt him down. And Elijah replied this way, <clears throat> verse 10. I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you. They've torn down your altars and killed every, of your, every one of your prophets. I am the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. Interesting that he's, he's kind of like having a little bit of a feel sorry for me moment, right? Like, look, God, I know that you're here, but you don't understand. I'm in trouble. And I think it kind of goes like this. Some of you may have heard of the Masters of Disguise movie. If you've never heard of it, this clip won't make much sense. But if you have, 
You can watch this and you'll see what I'm talking about. If you've not, I'll explain it just a little bit. So let's hit that clip. It's time for you to put a squeeze on your chat box. What? This is what you're doing. This is what I want you to do. Any questions? <laughs> Did anybody not catch that? This is what you're doing. This is what I want you to do. What he's saying is, just shut it. <laughs> you thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? But anyway, just be quiet. Don't keep talking. Just. And sometimes we use that at our house, just incidentally, uh, every once in a while. Sometimes it's used on me. Sometimes I use it on others. But it does get used occasionally. But it was, it's interesting to me that he's just like, these are the things that we get ourselves in trouble with. You know, I know removing noise from our life seems almost impossible. I know that giving up my angst or my anger or my uh, things that I'm watching, my news, whatever, all of those kind of things, that gets really hard to do right now because it doesn't matter where you turn, there's all kinds of stuff available for us to look at or hear, listen to. But try this. Just try giving yourself a few minutes to just shut everything off, sit quietly, and listen and see what you hear. What does the Bible say to you? Start there. What do the people who are godly around you, what are they saying? Like try to hear what's going on and shut off some of the noise that's around you. Put my own self expectations of what I think is going to happen kind of aside because God doesn't always speak the way we think he's gonna speak. In fact, in Elijah's story, so God finds Elijah, he goes to him and then Here's what happens in verse 11. He tells Elijah to go out and stand on the mountain. So he goes out and stands on the mountain. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. Now, our expectations would be, surely God's in the fire, surely he's in all the noise. But actually his voice was in the gentle whisper. And I love the fact that Elijah listened beyond what he thought was gonna happen. So what Elijah might have thought was gonna happen, that surely God's gonna be in the wind, surely he's gonna be in the fire, surely he's gonna be, but he kept listening. And he kept listening until he heard the low whisper. Because when we know who we are, we know we're a child of the king and we quiet ourselves, then we can hear the low whisper of God. You know, if we could figure it out on our own, we wouldn't need God for one thing. Secondly, when we talk about relationships, it's really what God is after is a relationship with us. He wants us to relate to him. He wants to know us. He wants to know us in our quiet times. You know, he speaks in many ways we don't understand and we don't always know. Don't miss how he's speaking. Take the opportunity to hear what he's saying and to listen to what he's saying. Remember, we have an enemy, the devil, who is a roaring lion, who wants to distract us, who wants to take us down a path of noisiness so that we don't hear our father speaking. But our father's voice actually calls us into a whole lot more. You know, remember, we talked about this again in the declaration we just did when we said, I am a child of the king. Okay, first of all, who are you? That's who I am. Secondly, it's not just about 
quieting my noise. It's not just about listening. It's not just about hearing. But there's a part of this that's actually doing something. It's actually acting. It's actually getting involved. 1 John 3.18 says, Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. It doesn't promise us that it's going to be easy, but there's a purpose behind all this. So we know who we are. We listen to God's voice. We hear him speak. He speaks in a soft whisper many times. And then he, he says something when he's whispering and when he's talking. It's not just loud voice. He's speaking to us. Romans 12, uh, verse 6 through 10. So God is speaking. Here's the thing, guys. Are we listening? Are we hearing? So I want to read this, Romans 12, verse 6 through 10. It says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one, to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. You know, a lot of that is, it gives us our gifts. So when we hear God speak, we hear clearly, more clearly. First of all, we know who we are. We hear God speak. And then we more clearly know what are the gifts that he's given us. And what is my thing that I'm supposed to be involved with? You know, a few, a few weeks ago, to illustrate this briefly, um, our, neighbor, our neighbor and her husband, actually, were both in the hospital. Their daughter, who lives about 400 miles away, their closest um, person to help them, called us and said, by the way, my mom and dad are both in the hospital, not doing well, um, pretty ill. Can you help? And like most of you, they're our neighbors. We're going to engage in helping them. And so we said, sure, what do you need? And she's like, well, can you watch, our, watch their house for them and kind of, you know, get the mail and all those things that you do while people are gone. So we did all of those kind of things. Um, but a few weeks later, she called back. She said, um, she talked to Lori, uh, honestly, and Lori is more, uh, is a very servant-hearted person and does, just, she just does, serves really well. And so she talked with her and she's like, Lori, can you help me? My mom is on the way home from the hospital in a taxi. She's not able to help herself. She can't even feed her. She can't even eat, cook food and those kind of things. She said, can you help? And of course, Lori was more than willing to help. But she said one thing, she's going to be quarantined, so you can't go over there. So we, for every morning and every night, for two weeks, three weeks almost, Lori took food and just dropped it at the door and, you know, left and really took care of her and really checked in with her a couple times a day. In fact, what her neighbor lady called her later was she's like, you're my angel, and which I thought was um, pretty interesting. But by exercising her gift, her gift of serving, she showed love. You see, when we know who we are and when we hear God's voice, then things like that, we, that's what we do. That's our interaction. Whatever your gift, that may not be your gift, but that's the gift that God, that's what God does for us. You know, I'm convinced though that our enemy's distraction is to make it so noisy that we can't hear, we can't figure out even what our gift is. We don't know what our gift is, so we can't figure it out. And so he's noisy, he's loud, we, don't, we lose our identity of who we are, we can't hear his voice, so we're, we're kind of just floundering around like the dolphins that are running into nets all the time. That's the kind of things that gets us in trouble. So we don't act. 
we don't put love into action because we don't even know who we are, and so we act out of who we are. But the Father's voice is always speaking. He's always calling us. We are just challenged sometimes to hear. We forget about the fact that we're a child of the king. We forget about the fact that this noise isn't God speaking. It's just racket. And then we forget to actually act, and we forget to put love in action. You know, our Father is faithful, and because he's speaking, he continues to speak. But it's much like this. I don't know if you've ever had... Some of you are old enough and some of you are barely old enough to figure out that, you know, radios really do exist. And, you know, when you're tuning a radio station, on one side it's kind of fuzzy sound on the other side, but when you get it tuned in, you're really able to clearly hear what's happening. And that's kind of how it is listening to our Father's voice, too. When we, when we remember who we are, that's, that's part of the tuning in process. Part of the tuning in process is cutting the racket down around us, cutting down the noise, and then we hear his voice. He lives in us. It's not that he doesn't live in us, but we get, it gets noisy around us. So, you know, our purpose really is to be, the reason we're here is to be fruitful, is to have other people coming to know who Jesus is. And no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing, no matter what your job is, really, it applies to you. These things are true of our lives, no matter where you are. And it doesn't matter what place you're working in, you're at home, whatever, you, don't, you need to know who you are. You need to know whose you are. You need to know the identity part of this. Secondly, knowing whose we are, we need to just quiet ourselves down. And we need to be willing to listen and to take a little bit of time back. You see, God wants to speak to us. We need to put ourselves in a position to hear. He loves when his people hear. He loves when his people take action. What if we take time to really hear God? What if we take time to remember who we are and whose we are? Step one. What if we remove the distractions that are kind of in our way, the noise that's around our life? And then what if we focused on God's love for those who are really right next to us? I think it would change a lot of things in our world today, even in just doing three simple steps. But if we forget who we are, and we let life get too noisy, then the third thing just kind of falls flat. It just doesn't happen. For this week, I have really one thing I'm going to challenge you to do, and one thing only. Read Romans 12, 6 through 10, the passage that we read. Figure out where do you fit? What's your gift? Where's the thing that God's given you? So you're hearing him speak, right? And then once you find that out, at least once a day, practice it. Yeah, I said, practice it. That means it gets better the more you do it. Don't just do it once and go, yeah, this didn't work, Jim. I guess that's not me. No, practice it, okay? Do it more than one time. Because when we hear God speak to us, we remember who we are. We remember whose we are. We take time to hear his voice clearly. And then we respond by loving the people that are right next to us and the people that are our neighbors whether that's in our city, across the world, or in a city across the state, we love those people around us as we respond to our Father speaking. Let's pray together. Father, thank you that you love us and you care for us, and thank you for your actions in our lives, Father. And I, I pray even this morning as we get ready to worship you through song, Father, that um, as we listen to you, we would take time to really hear you speaking. 
Lord, even through worship this morning, uh, I know that you speak as we, as we worship you. And so give us an opportunity, Lord, to just quiet our hearts, quiet the noise that's in our minds, Lord, and all the concerns about what's going on. Help us just to focus on you, Father. Thank you for your love and your care for us. And bless us now as we worship in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for checking out this message. We also have more messages available on vineyardlive.us. Get access to exclusive content when you sign up for the Vineyard Live Plus community. This allows you to watch our past conferences, trainings, and special teachings. 